Ever since the dawn of time, man has been fascinated with alternate planes of existence. And now, our scientists speculate that a multiverse filled with infinite possibilities lies just beyond our grasp. Welcome to the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and I will be your host. And we will discuss what is fact, fiction, and theory. That which is not real in our universe might very well be real in another. Join us and let the reality of your world be real for us, too. Hello, everyone. It's the Multiversal News. I'm your host, Greg Lineweber. It's time for you to let your world be real for us, too. Uh, we have a guest here. His name is Tony Comito. And as usual, I expect you guys to uh, type in your own questions here at the, in the chat room. We expect that. And uh, Tony Comito is a world-class magician who's going to show you how to make money appear and cards disappear. It's going to be a great show. Um, uh, Tony, what do you got for us today? Hey, Tony Comito, that's me. Hey, yeah. I'm the magician. Yeah. So that means I'm here to magician for you and your guest. Hope yeah. everybody's watching here this evening. We're going to have a lot of fun, do a little magic. Uh, maybe explore uh, how it relates to science fiction. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got a lot of personal theories about how magic tricks are done. I'll tell you about that later. I want to see what you it's can It's a do. mystery. You know, I can't tell any secrets. Well, well, maybe I could help you understand a few things about it, but uh, we're sworn to secrecy. Okay. And, okay. Uh, but I'm glad to show you a little magic and... Uh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, you said you had a, a trick you wanted to get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, I do. Can I? Can I just set this down? Yeah, over go here? ahead and set down your, your microphone. Uh, what I like to do is get the party rolling here. All right. And uh, of course, at every party, you got to have a balloon. Yes. Now you're wondering what kind of party this is. <laughs> well, it's a happy party, obviously. I think with a balloon, we're always ready to party, don't you, Greg? Oh, yeah. I, I love balloons. Are you ready to party? Yes, sir. All right. Well, Greg, do you know what the natural... I, first, I want you to look over the balloon, Greg. Okay. Just an ordinary balloon like you find at the toy nice. store. There's no tape on there, no preparation of any kind. All That's right. an ordinary balloon ordinary by, balloon by like any standard I can see. Magician. And now I have okay. the natural enemy of the ordinary balloon, the giant needle. Here we go. You know, Greg, this makes me a little nervous. I don't know about you. Does this make you nervous? Yeah, anytime I see a shard that long, I tend to get a little Well, what's down. the worst that could happen? Uh, you could jab it in my eyeball. And That's fine. right. Everybody's having fun, and someone gets an eye put out. Yeah. Yes. Well, here we go. Positive thoughts. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Yes, and with those positive thoughts, it appears a little magic is taking place right before your eyes. What do you think of that? I'm impressed. I know, you should be, yes. Look at that, look at that, look at that. What do you think? yippee i o ki Yee-haw. All right, here we go. All the way through. All the way through. Oh, wow. Like that. Hang on to your ears. I'm going to really break it this time. Might not want to hold that microphone right up there. Huh? Nothing prepares you for okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Now that... With a, with a 
bang there, didn't we? I was going to think that at first you had some glue covering the balloon or something. That crazy or maybe, glue. So yes. maybe there's some glue on the inside. Crazy glue, yes. But uh, then it popped. Uh, now, now I'm all confused. I, I don't... I, perfect. I That's perfect. That's exactly what we want. We want this state of mind, this I'm confused... Saw a little bit of wonder there, yes. That's well, what magic is all about. You see, uh, Greg, uh, uh, magic I, uh, is not about yeah. the solution to the magic trick. It's about then it's just a puzzle. It's not yeah. magic. Magic is that little moment that you experience when, when where your mind opens up and then collapses completely because what you've just seen cannot be happening. Yeah, so in other words, like I'm totally terrified because my world has changed. Change everything. The laws of universe change yeah. kind of like a science fiction show but yeah. live right here that's the beauty of magic okay so maybe you're like one of those techno mages from babylon 5 you're like you're using some extreme alien technology to make that balloon keep from popping it it could be true <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, it's a pretty good guess as a matter okay. of fact <laughs> alien technology yes well. yes yes well okay, i've been watching stephen hawking's and i know guess. you have been too on sundays yeah. so he has quite an interesting okay, well, show yeah, stephen, stephen you know, you've been watching stephen oh Hawking. i'm fascinated by it because well, i've been is, watching that too uh, yeah well do you it's, think it's you fantastic isn't it? i mean you get a sense of the universe and how large it is and how small and insignificant we are yeah Oh, yeah, when you watch that show. Yeah, it's been around for 13.7 billion years. I was just thinking, though, 13.7 billion... The show or... or <laughs> yeah. No, it's only two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, the, the universe is 13.7 billion years old. I'm thinking, you know... Well, uh, that's that's uh, that's kind of a low, a small number. I mean... Uh, well, that's a guess. Yeah, right? that's a guess. You know, that's... Could be 15. Yeah, well, uh, well you know, if we're talking about the 30. multiverse, our little universe may only be 13.7 billion years old, but the multiverse itself could be quadrillions of years old. See, that's, that's just starting to give me a headache just yeah, thinking about I know, it. How, I know. how big it is, this, this, this yeah. big numbers and how far it goes on yeah. and on and on. And yeah. uh, just when you think, gee, you know, I think I have enough to worry about. There's a big meteor on the yeah. way, isn't there? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got a, me we've got a meteorite <laughs> coming in. And, and, okay, everybody, might as well start getting your bomb shelter. We've got a meteorite coming in 2019. 2019. So uh, prepare to die. Well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's not. a new Another one? one? Yeah. Uh, another, yeah another really meteorite. big one. This one is uh, the size of an 11-story building. Yeah. And it's moving at some kind of astronomical rate yeah, of speed. Yeah, really, really fast. Tony, I don't suppose you could make that meteorite disappear for us, could you? As a matter of fact, I could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Then. That could save us some money. Otherwise, yes. we have to hire a, a spaceship from NASA to take care of it. Anyway. Right, they have all kinds of ideas. But uh, meanwhile, they can't even shut off the gas. So I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> oh, that, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe we could have that meteorite plunge down to the Gulf of Mexico and put a plug in that uh, that uh, hole they got down there. Well, I think it's just as good an idea as that big cement dome that, oh, uh, that somebody uh, came I, I kind of had a feeling that wasn't going to work, you know, when I saw <laughs> yeah. that going, you've got to be kidding. You know, it just didn't seem like that was going to work. Next, they have a giant cork they're going to stick <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. hammer, they're going to pound it down. Yeah. In there. Uh, well, they're gonna, actually, they're talking about using golf balls and old tire treads. They're going to shove uh, I think try that. everything. Try everything at this uh, point, you know. Nothing's working, so. How about a time machine? We go back in time and say, no, don't drill. Well, it is, it's interesting because you think about time, and just 100 yeah. years ago, 
we were all on horseback. Yeah. And we had no true. problems, did we? No. Hardly. We I mean, really, yeah. not compared to the problems that we have today. That's no asteroids. True. Exactly. Exactly. Was it? Yeah, well, we had a, you know, I remember that somebody was talking, you know, New York will never get to be uh, bigger than two million people. Where are they going to put all the horses? That was, uh, that was an old joke. Never mind. Let's, let's go on. Yes. Well, okay, Tony, now, happen. how did you get into magic in the first place? Well, um, when I was just a boy, um, my father owned a little grocery store in uh -huh. Des Moines, Iowa. The real Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. That's where I'm from. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm bragging. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was a mom and pop operation, you know. My mom and dad ran the store and the house was connected to the store. Oh. And uh, one day, I was probably in uh, third grade or so, nine or ten years old, uh, a fellow walked in who was an, in, uh, an investigator for an insurance company. That's what I knew about him. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he started showing me magic tricks. He had card tricks and coin tricks and things that he was carrying in his pocket, and I became very fascinated. And his name was Holland Shepherd, a very unusual name, Holland yeah. Shepherd. I've never yeah. met anybody else named Holland in my life. Yeah. But uh, Holland uh, knew a fair amount about magic, in fact, taught me all the basics of it, and invited me to go to a, my very first oh. magic show, which was in downtown Des Moines. Yes. So um, my mother at the time said to me, you know, there's a bus right across the street from our house that'll take you right down to that magic show. I thought, well, this is fantastic. Never heard of it. Nine years old. So took me out, put me on the bus outside, got on the bus, went down, saw the show. It was fantastic. Came out. Here comes the bus. I jumped on the bus. Went for a very, very long ride. I got to the end of the ride. The bus driver came back. He said, young man, it appears that you're lost. I said, well, that's news to me. I've been looking for my house here as I've been riding around on the bus. He says, you're on the wrong bus. Well, this was all news to me that there were different buses. See, I thought it was the magic <laughs> bus. But the magic bus yeah. pulled up outside my home, took me to the magic store show, yeah. and, of course, it would take me back to the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it didn't quite work out that way. And that, that, that's where you figured out everything wasn't magic. Every, well, it, it, you know, it was in a way. I mean, I'd had this very mystical experience, and now I was learning how the world worked. Yeah. And this was a wonderful thing for me, and it was one of the big things that magic really taught me is yeah. how the world worked. But things do work. Yeah, but in a very mysterious way. You know, when you're a kid, of course, it appears that that's the magic bus coming yeah. to pick you up. Yeah. Much like the alien spaceship coming <laughs> to oh, pick yeah, you up. Yeah, it's the magic well, bus. It's here to get us. Well, if, the, if, take the, us if, to if the aliens show. do come here, they may conquer us and eat us. But, hey, they might have a whole slew of magic tricks they may be able to teach us. Well, I'm guessing that they do. Yeah, I mean, they've been around for like, oh, I don't know, seven or eight billion years. They probably have... Uh, developed a, a few magic tricks around. Anyway, yes. I'll bet you've got some more that you want to yeah, show Yeah, you us. know, um, that story, it kind of reminded me of a uh, situation here. You know, um, my mother always gave me this dime to carry. I'll put this over here. You're going to cover me. And uh, But things today, of course, they cost a little bit more money. And uh, I, But still today I have the security issue, so I always carry a few dollars with me just in case I, I need to get on the bus. And these days... Well, it almost takes four dollars, you know, two dollars one way, two dollars the other way. The other night I had a dream about this money in my wallet. Believe it or not, magicians do have funny dreams. And in this dream, I dreamed that four dollars turned into real money. 
What do you think, Greg? Is that real? That's some real that's, money. Hey, that's some real money, Greg. Now, I, I've told people in my advertisement that you can make money up here out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Well, this isn't exactly out of nowhere. I mean, I did start with a little something. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when I woke up and I looked in my wallet, reality smacked me right in the face. I was just back to the... Oh, man. Well, easy come, easy go. That's what I say. Okay, okay. This really uh, is upsetting to me. It's like, no, wait a second. Well, what the, what's the, I want that big money back again. You, you want the big money, huh? Yeah. Well, all right, we'll show you. We'll show you how to how to get the big money. It all, it all starts with a dollar. Uh, actually, it all starts with money if you have yeah. money to make money. Uh, I started with a dollar. This is the first dollar I ever earned. <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, watch very carefully. I'm going to show you how to turn this into big money, all right? Okay. Don't take I'm eyes. watching right now. Don't take your eyes off the... I guess it's a $1 bill today, all right? Yeah. Watch very carefully. I'm going to fold it once. I'm going to fold it twice. I'm going to fold it three times. And now when I unfold it, let's see what we've got here. I promised you big money, didn't I? Yes. Oh, Whoa. Okay. Wait a okay. minute. That uh, looks like... A hundred dollar bill. Yeah. You know that's a federal offense, but if you don't tell, I won't tell. Yeah. Watch very carefully. We'll change it back, all right? Okay. I'm going to fold it once. I'm going to fold it twice. I'm going to fold it three times. Don't take your eyes off the hundred dollar bill. It's missing. We're going to have to lock the door to the studio here because it's got to be here somewhere, Greg. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're back to where we started. One dollar. I just lost $99 yeah. there, Greg. Easy come, easy go. Have you ever had any trouble with the IRS, you know, like uh, with uh, un unchecked gains? I've never heard yeah. of the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have they ever come up here and say, hey, we've uh, been noticing that you've been having $100 pills uh, appear in your hands. Yes. And uh, we want you to make a full account of the amount of money you've been collecting out of thin air. They want, to want me to teach them how to do that. So. <laughs> they don't want to know how I did it. So yeah. They want to be able to do it themselves. Well, I, I, I think I figured out how, to, how you, you're doing your trick here. Okay. okay. I, um, you're not okay, going to tell folks, him. I'm going uh, to reveal to you. Uh, so you don't mind me telling you? Okay. You can hazard a guess if you'd like. Oh, I know how you're doing it. It's it's very simple. See, folks, okay, uh, Tony Camino has a really tiny um, uh, micro black hole stuck in his sleeve. And he just puts the money in there. He lets the money, the black hole suck up the money ahead of time. And then when he wants the money back, see, all he does is he shoots a tiny stream of anti-time into the black hole to cause the money to pop back out. That's it, right? It could be. Oh. That could be true. Okay. All right. That is one way of doing it. Oh, that's not okay. So you, okay, you got some other. Ah. Well, I thought that was it. Nothing you know? up my sleeve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, folks, if anybody out there can tell me why, the first person in the chat room to tell me why, the uh, that little theory I had about the trick won't work, I'll give you an extra kudos. Okay, an extra thumbs up for the first. Ooh, extra person kudos. Can, yeah. <laughs> for, for the first person out there who can tell me why the. The black hole and a little stream of anti-time wouldn't work. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, oh, so the, then yeah. um, in 1964, yeah. moving, moving through time yeah, let's, as let's, we are. Yeah, let's, let's talk about your 1964, life. Des Moines, Iowa. Here I am, okay. All Saints School. Uh -huh. Good old ASS. <laughs> yeah. um, the International Brotherhood of Magicians had their convention. 
their international uh -huh. convention in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh -huh. Magicians from all over the world came to Des Moines, Iowa. And for one week, it was the magic capital of the world. Okay. And I saw some of the greatest magicians living at the time. Some of the real great magicians that were around because they hired people from all over the world to come in. And furthermore, I saw professional magicians. Yeah. And this was a real breakthrough for me because in Des Moines, Iowa, everyone was telling me that I could not be a professional magician. Oh yeah, well, It's a nice hobby. So, yeah. You can have some fun, but don't think for a minute that you can make a living out of this young man. Oh, You're going to have yeah, to get a real yeah. job. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's But see, I, I saw the reality here. I saw for a fact that there were professional magicians. There was such a thing, and there it was, right there in front of me in Des Moines, Iowa. It couldn't be more real. Yeah. So nothing could convince me from that point on in my life that I could not be a professional magician. Are you a professional magician right now? Right in this very second, right wow. now. Just before I well, came in here, uh, didn't you gave me a dollar, and that makes yeah. me a professional magician. <laughs> <laughs> you turned it into a hundred bucks. Turned you, it into a hundred bucks. You're, you're, you're doing very well for yourself. <laughs> then lost it in yeah. the story of my life, you know? Well, <laughs> you got to be careful with those tricks, I guess. Uh, they can... Uh, well, I'm yes. impressed that you could do that. Well, I'm, it was hard in Des Moines, yeah. Iowa. You know, I, I it was a hard reality. There was only there was a magic store. It was also the bookstore, uh -huh. right in downtown Des Moines, Iowa. Once again, very educational. It was called Hyman's Bookstore. Hyman's. I'm not okay. making this up. Okay. <laughs> it really was called Hyman's I Bookstore. I, I wouldn't dream. Of and I never got to it. meet Mr. Hyman. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure he was the owner of the store. And uh, it was a bookstore, and in the back, a little counter that had magic tricks. And on the oh. way to the counter were magic tricks. I noticed there were educational books and magazines about very adult uh, topics. Oh, yeah, porno. Uh, well, we didn't call it that in those oh, days. I mean, okay. I went to all-boy Catholic <laughs> high school. It was educational material. Yeah, good old way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have girls at the school. You know, we just thought oh. they were soft boys. We had no idea. What, what the deal was, you know. And of course, yeah. they weren't going to tell us. It was one of the great mysteries of life. Yeah, girls. Boy, aren't and, they. And, uh, you know, the parents said to us, well, you know, when you get to high school, they are going to explain all of this to you. So uh. no need for <laughs> us to answer these embarrassing questions and that you might did have. did they explain all that to you? Well, when I got to high school, no, because uh, they were priests. What did they know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never think of asking a priest And uh, Why did they assume that they would know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I was waiting for the film, you know, yeah. <laughs> which we never got to. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. had to wait until I went to the University of Iowa. And they, they taught you there, or you learned? Well... Uh, I went from this all-boy Catholic school to the University of Iowa. Which was co-ed. It, it was uh, very co-ed, very okay. hippie, very... Uh, University of Iowa, wonderful college. It's a writer's school, as you may know. Yeah, One yeah. of the top writing schools in... Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, fancy book learning. That's wow. what you get there. Medicine. Okay. And uh, theater is what I studied, uh, speech and communication and theater. Uh, but I discovered along the way that I hated plays. I hated to do plays. I hated yeah. to read plays. I, I, I shouldn't say this. I hate to see plays. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big theater <laughs> fan myself, but it's not for everybody. Well, it's kind of antiquated in my opinion. There was yeah. a time for it, and now we've moved on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, when I 
course, you, you get into a counseling session with your teachers in college about what you want to do. And when I told my counselors that I wanted to be a professional magician, they looked at me in a way that seemed strange for somebody who understood theater, <laughs> but they didn't understand this at all. So yeah. um, I dropped out of uh, school and moved to New Mexico. Yeah. And many happy friendships and experiences there in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the mm -hmm. early 70s. And I formed a theater group there called Magic Theater. Okay. And uh, it was a collective of people who did uh, presentational theater, which is what magic is. Yeah. So it was belly dancers and fire eaters and yeah. comics and jugglers. And yes. uh, along the way, I was learning as much as I could about other forms of uh, novelty entertainment besides magic, although that's still what I do and still my, my love. I did study other things in the realm of that. Yeah. And eventually I went out to California to work the Renaissance fairs and uh, learned to be a street performer out there. And yeah. along the way studied uh, circus arts and uh, studied wire walking, rope walking, juggling, fire eating, mime, wow. uh, puppetry. Man, I had no idea you could do this. Yeah, sort of all stuff. that. And uh, I actually toured with the Big John Strong Circus for a year. You were in the circus? I was in the Big John Strong oh, Circus man. out of Yucaipa, California. Oh, yeah? Big John. I, I never heard of them. And it was a show. It was uh, uh, Big John was a phenomenon. He was a uh, showman who promoted for 40 years up and down the West Coast here in okay. little tiny towns, uh, that's, yeah, okay. his circus. And we moved the show every day. And every yeah. year, John would bring his show back to your town. Oh, and the okay. townspeople really looked forward to it, and everybody would come out. It was wow. a fundraiser for one of the sheriff's groups, sheriff's posse or fire department or something that benefited the community. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it was a great experience, and uh, I built a wire walking rigging that I did, and this was in my youth, of course. This is 25 years ago. Wow. And it was a six-foot oh, cool. uh, rigging that could be set up and taken down, of course. It weighed about 300 pounds and broke down into 50-pound chunks that I could carry in and set up, and it wow. set up and uh, assembled and would go on wheels so I could roll it out onto the stage, drop the wheels, do my wire walking act along with my fire eating, stick the wheels back on and roll back off stage so the next act could come on. So you just basically did wire walking there. Did wire walking, I did plate spinning, I did clowning, I did magic. You I did magic all, also. All kinds of yeah. things. I was an assistant to yeah. the magician. And, oh, cool. Uh, so this was a kind of a learning experience for me. Did you ever get me. knives thrown at you? Didn't do the knife throwing. Um, okay. <laughs> tried lots of things. Trampolines kind of made me ill, so I wasn't successful at everything. <laughs> Knives make me ill. Yes, of course. Yeah. When they're throwing them at you, being the person who throws them is the better part of that. Well, of course. You know, I'd rather be on the sending than the receiving end of those things. Yeah. However, I would not. I'd feel mortified if I actually hurt somebody with a knife. So I don't think. Well, I'd I didn't give up this. show business. Oh, <laughs> well, I think uh, throwing... You have to suffer for your art a little bit, you know? I think throwing somebody a tough question is about as, as uh, mean and cruel as I'm ever going to get. Like, uh, Well, I don't find you mean and cruel, but... Um, well, I haven't gotten to the tough part. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the tough questions yet, have we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, we've gotten by the IRS, the secrets of magic tricks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that uh, you hit the road. Uh, you were kind of like a hippie back then. 
Well, yes, I had kind of uh, lost my faith, I guess, in education. It was the end of my academic career, uh -huh. and I just was very frustrated by not really... I finally discovered what it was I wanted. I mean, I knew this at a very early age, and things were kind of adding up in uh -huh. terms of the educational puzzle, yeah. but I wasn't getting to the information that I wanted in terms, still, how do you become a professional magician? Yeah. How do you become a professional act? And so the circus was uh, kind of like going to school for me because yeah. I got to study lots of people. And I asked that question over and over again to lots of different individuals. What is an act? How do you make an act? What is it? Well, and, a lot of it uh, is salesmanship, getting yourself out there, uh, telling people, hey, this is what I do. Much like I have to do with this show. I yes. Have to sell it to people. Well, yes, and I, got, I asked an old-timer once who was a musician on the show what he thought was an act. What, what defines an act? And I yeah. think he summed it up the best of anybody. He said, Tony, an act is a big pain in the butt. Yeah. And it's so much trouble that no one would think that you would do that yeah. just to entertain them. Yeah. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of yeah. summed up circus. You know, you would practice for hours and hours and years hours. and years just so that you could do an eight-minute act yeah. that people would enjoy. Yeah. And, but it's so phenomenal because people would think that you would never go to that kind of trouble. Yeah, but you're, but you're not working alone in the circus. you got other people helping you out. That so. was kind of nice. And I did yeah. meet people who this had been their lifestyle their entire life, so unlike you, myself. Did you ever meet the bearded lady or some interesting dwarves or anything like that? Well, we didn't have the classic freak show, which is different than the circus. Yeah. Uh, so, I, But I did work with some sword swallowers. Oh, that yeah? Were, uh, yeah. Kind of fascinating in their own way. I, I never really enjoyed watching it. Uh, you know, um, when it's, I was a kid, again, going back it? to my days in Iowa, uh, they used to have the big Iowa State Fair, which we all enjoyed. And one year, my parents, again, instilling a little independence, uh, let my brother and I go on the midway by uh -huh. ourselves. And you know, when my parents took us on the midway, they would never take us to the freak shows. And of course, in the 50s and early 60s, there were always freak shows. That was a very popular form of entertainment. There was uh -huh. the fat lady, uh, all, all different kinds of freaks, actually. It, was, it wasn't frowned on. And so that was the first place we went, my brother and I. Yeah. Now, the freak show uh, technically is called a 10-in-1 in the uh -huh. circus, in the carnival. Yeah. And the 10-in-1 means you sell 10 acts in one show. So you paid one admission. You'd walk into the tent, and you would move around to the different exhibits. Oh. Okay. okay. So the first exhibit that comes on is a guy, and he, they tell us he's got nine legs. Oh, yeah. So my brother and I, we're way in the back. We're little kids. And we're kind of struggling to see, you know, the guy with nine legs. Well, you know, really, it was kind of an exaggeration to call it nine legs. He kind of, he took his robe off and he had different growths, which I guess yeah, he's, maybe he's to him were definitely legs. Definitely a freak, but not really quite. No. Well, you know, the pictures, not you know, when you go to the freak show, legs, the, yeah. the banners were always the story. And they would always show something fantastic. And when you'd go in, of course, yeah. you'd get a guy with growths, you know, basically. Yeah. So I said to my brother at the time, you know, we're having a hard time seeing, but I can see how this works. I said, let's move over to this other stage now where we'll be right in the front for the next act. Yeah. So little brother, tails along next to me, we're standing right in the front. The world's oldest lady sword swallower comes out. Uh-huh. I mean, she was ancient, like your grandmother. Oh, yeah. 
And, but she was an excellent sword swallower. And I'd never seen sword swallowers before in my life, but I've realized since then that she was really excellent. Well, she's had years of practice. She had years of practice, and she didn't, she didn't gag and tears didn't run down her face. <laughs> and, I mean, she was really smooth. She really yeah. had it down. And um, her finale, after she swallowed swords, as you would expect, she swallowed a neon light. And once she had swallowed it, and it was all the way down her throat, she lit it. And that's exactly what my brother did. He said, Tony, we got to go, and I mean right now. (laughs) So doggone my little brother. (laughs) I don't know what her finale was after that, but that was enough. And that was the last. We didn't get to see ten things because my brother just was had too many corn dogs, I guess, that day, and he'd had enough of a sword swallower. But uh, well, it was an interesting. A, a inter- mouthful of phosphorus if that thing breaks. If it broke, of course yeah. she would. That would be her f- finale. Yeah. The end all <laughs> yeah, finales. Yeah, fatal finale. Uh, but she'd been doing it for years. I mean, this was an older lady who yeah. I learned later was quite famous, uh, oh, yeah. in, in the sword swallowing circles. And, okay. um, mm-hmm. but I worked with uh, you know I worked with all kinds of acts. I worked um, in Albuquerque uh, several bigger shows. And one of, the, one of the people I worked with that was quite fascinating was Sally Rand. Sally Rand? Now, Sally Rand, I don't expect you to understand who she is or even remember uh, who she is. Do you need relative to Anne Rand? Uh, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> there's the science fiction connection. But yeah. um, Sally Rand, in 1927, uh-huh. rode in as Lady Godiva to the Chicago World's Fair. Yippee! So I'm working with her, and this is 19... That was 1927. I'm working with her in 1980, about 1980. Uh-huh. So she'd matured a little bit from her prime yeah. fan dancing days. Yeah. And okay. uh, but it was a beautiful act. It was all done to the music, the Blue Danube. Okay. Blue lights, dark blue lights, and of course she didn't see anything in her act. She had these giant uh, ostrich. Plume Feathers, uh-huh. the famous fan dance yeah. that many here in Seattle are trying to emulate now. It's oh, yeah. Burlesque a, thing is coming back. There's a lot back. of burlesque going uh, on. Big, big town. time. Yeah. And, but she was really something special. And, and, you know, I love YouTube, and I was able to actually go on YouTube and see, uh, I don't know how, but somebody had a film of her in her prime and um, at an outdoor event, no less, doing yeah. her act in quite, uh, 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 quite a, uh, a fantastic act, I might say. And it even was in her 80s, although um, uh, she, had, she was topless, but nobody saw this. Yeah. Uh, she had tights on. I could see yeah. this because I'm standing backstage, but uh, uh, quite frankly, it's kind of like watching your grandmother strip, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. she had the body of a 20-year-old girl, but she'd gotten it really wrinkled. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But it was still Sally Rand. Now, another one I worked with, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim? Yes. Okay. Do you remember Tiny Tim? That Tiny Tim? The Tiny Tim. You worked with the Tiny Tim. Yes, you know, the Carson Show, Tiny Tim. Yeah, yeah. The guy who got got the highest ratings of any Carson show ever in the history of Carson when Tiny Tim got married. Yeah, oh and, yeah. Well, uh, he got, who'd you get married to? You got married to uh, Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky. You, Miss Vicky. How could you forget? I, well, I forgot. And it was a sad story. You know, again, I'm working with him in the '80s. Oh and, yeah. Well, what happened to them? A uh, very depressed uh, person. Never got over Miss Vicky. You know, she oh, she, she took all him? his money and dumped him. And oh, I, yeah, I know. No. So she, may she rot in hell someday. 
Oh. But uh, Tiny Tim was that. a very uh, serious singer, very yeah. much into the crooner. Yeah. Um, Bing Crosby, Rudy Valley. Yeah, he's really famous for that one dopey song. But I'm glad he, he could do other stuff. Well, he tiptoed to the tulips, of course. Yeah. Um, revive <laughs> that. It, somebody will come back and do another version of it, I'm sure. It's just too hip well, to leave well, out. Did the, he did the rock version on uh, the Smothers Brothers once. Yeah, and then later in his life he did uh, several covers of other songs, <laughs> but nothing ever came to the height of tiptoe through the Which is sad. And, yeah. uh, he was he was a genuine person. It wasn't an act. Yeah. It wasn't you know that he he really was Tiny Tim all nice the time. Guy. He you know and uh, uh, very serious about what he did and and died on stage uh, singing, which uh, uh, was the way we all should go, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. He died Maybe not on singing. stage. Yeah, yeah, had a heart attack right on stage. Oh man. And oh. Uh, passed right there, which. Uh, it's a wonderful way to go. I mean, what do you do for an encore? I don't know. But well, uh, <laughs> come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I but guess for Tiny Tim, if you were there for that show, yeah. it was memorable. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, any Tiny Tim show would yeah. be memorable. Well, it's, it's too but, bad uh, Miss Vicky didn't get the heart attack, and he we could still have Tiny Tim. Yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see if she's still around. You know, yeah, was, it was it be. wasn't that long ago that he passed. You know, oh, and, what a, what uh, a jerk! I'm, but, I'm really um, surprised she did that to Tiny Tim. That's just that's I, that's terrible. Well, anyway. that was his moment of happiness and joy with her. He loved her, yeah. and that was his, that you know, he put time. her up on a pedestal so he could look up her dress, I guess. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, but quite the showman, yeah. and uh, worked with him. The last time I worked with him was in uh, Indianapolis. I worked a hockey arena, oh, did yeah? my plate spinning act, and Hedy, uh, uh, Tiny was, of course, the headliner. Oh, yeah? And uh, they put boards down on the ice, and we went right out in halftime and did the halftime show. Wow. And that's happened that's to great. me a couple of times. I actually worked hockey arenas uh, up in, uh, I was working a circus up in Canada for uh -huh. a big paper mill, and we did uh, two big hockey arenas. Mm -hmm. And it was lovely. It was 32 degrees inside, and it was nice because outside it was 50 below. Okay. So when you walk inside and it's 32 degrees, it's like a spring day. Wow, yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. Now, look, I... I um, could you do some more magic tricks for us? I I'm would like, love I'm to do another <laughs> magic trick for you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting you to sleep with my it. stories here, okay? No, yeah? I love the stories, especially <laughs> about Tiny Tim. I'm really impressed that you Tiny knew a, a, a big guy. You know, Tiny Tim is, a, is, a, is of course, world famous for, for what he's done. And, and I, it's really interesting that you could work with him. Did Tiny Tim ever do any magic tricks or anything like that? Or? Was he just a, a singer? Well, he had his little niche there. That crooning yeah. thing was his yeah. thing, you know. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, magic is a lot about testing your powers of observation, Greg. I'm going to test your powers of observation here. Now, you've impressed me already yeah. as a very observant person. Yeah, that's right. I figured out the black hole trick. What color is this? Can you tell? Uh, navy blue. Navy blue. That's navy one blue. for you, Greg. That's wonderful. So the deck is what color? Navy blue. Navy blue. That's wonderful. That's two for two, as a matter of fact. Now I'm going to cut through the deck just like this, and you, you just say stop anywhere that you want me to stop. Uh, right there. The jack of clubs. That's a very good card. Watch very carefully. We're going to cut the jack of clubs back into the deck, and now the magic happens. What color was the deck? Navy blue. Navy blue. Excellent. Here we go. Wow. Can you see what's going on there? Yeah, show hold the cards up. Can you can you see? 
Can you yeah. see what happens there? You, you got multicolored deck. Here. Why, every card is a different Like multiversal. Color. Yes, indeed. Except there is one blue card in the deck. Why, could this be the very card you picked just moments ago? Um, yes, the jack of clubs. Yes, let's change the color of that also. How about that? Uh, what yes. did this... Okay, you suspended reality for me. Okay. I'm there it is, the black hole. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Drop into the black hole. Well, <laughs> if, uh, as long as I have my little anti-time spray that I can shoot to get myself back out again. Okay, now has anybody figured out why that doesn't work yet? I'm, I'm testing the audience here. If you can figure out why a ray of anti-time cannot retrieve from something from a black hole, I'm waiting for you to tell us. All right, go ahead. That's it. Well, um, I shouldn't tell them the secret. It's a mathematical formula. Okay, so if half a chicken lays half an egg in half a day, how long will it take a monkey with a wooden leg to kick all the seeds out of a dill pickle? <laughs> if you can answer that, you'll know the secret to that trick right there. You know, uh, I'll have to think about it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll give you time on that. You know, uh, I told you I was with the circus, and I made friends with a guy there who was a short change artist. Have you ever heard of this, short change artist? Yeah, I've heard Fast of plenty. Short change artist, people that try to cheat you at the register. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy was really an expert at this. His name was Murray the Mooch. Okay, okay. Murray the Mooch, have you ever heard of him? Uh, I've known plenty of Murray the Mooches. I think we all have. Murray would borrow money from everybody. Every time you try to collect from Murray, he'd have a different excuse as to why he couldn't pay you back. Well, I made the mistake of loaning Murray $80 one time. $80. So one day okay. he showed up, $80, 10 20 30 40 $50, $60, $70, $80. That's how he counted the money when he handed it to me. Now, you don't believe that's $80, do you? No, that looks like 40 bucks to me. 40 30 That's maybe. what I said to the guy. He said, you mean you don't trust your old friend Murray? He said, let me, <laughs> let me count it no. for you again. Let me count it for you again. He said, look, that's 10 yeah. That's 20 That's 30 That's 40 50 60 70 That's $80. Yeah. Okay. I, I still didn't believe him. Here, do that one more time. Do it one more time? Okay. So that's 10. That's 20. That's 30. That's 40. 50, 60, 70, $80. No, Murray. <laughs> no, no, you, don't, you still don't trust me, huh? Yeah. Well, that's what I said, but I took the money. Yeah. Because you know what, Greg? Something beats nothing, doesn't oh. it? Sadly, yes. 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 So, but you know, since I met Murray, I started counting my money a little funny too. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, fact, no, 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 no. I count it by twenties. There's twenty. Twenty and thirty would be fifty. Fifty and twenty is seventy, and ten is eighty, right? Yeah. Well, he owed me this money for such a long time, Greg that I decided to add interest. There's $100, and we'll call that $180. We'll call that fair and square. How about that? That's, that's, yeah, that's some good interest you got there. Isn't that? What's that, 30%? <laughs> well, at least, at least. Yeah. 
I'll never go hungry again, Greg. <laughs> well, that's, you may be breaking some usury laws there, and also the IRS is going to be interested in this. You know, I used to work at the Pike Market Magic Store, Greg, and one day, you know, the kids, the teenagers, they were always trying to do the fast change routine on the merchants there. So we had some teenagers They picked come in, the wrong guy, didn't and they? And the kid comes in, and he had, a, he had a different take on it. Now, when I was uh, just a boy, my father told me how to beat fast change artists at the register. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, your dad knew this. And my dad taught me this. He said, what you do is, he said, someday somebody's going to come in and they're going to talk to you like Murray the Mooch talked to, you know, who. Uh -huh. yeah. He said, here's what you do. When they give you the money, always lay the money on top of the register, make their change, then put their money into the register and close the drawer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Have you ever, heard, maybe you've seen people make change this way? They don't do it anymore. You know at McDonald's? That's how they do it at Dick's Drive-In. Do they? <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, they've probably gotten taken there quite often. But, you know, at a lot of the fast food restaurants, they don't know how to make change at all. They push a button, and the button tells them what change to give back to you. Yeah. We're but getting... they never count it back to you. They count it to themselves, and they hand it to you. So my father always taught me how to count it back, which is very important. So at the market one day, these kids come in. And uh, th there were a gang of them. And they pulled something on me which I'd never seen before, kind of a gang action on this fast change routine. So the, kid, the first kid gives me a uh, 10 for merchandise. And I set his 10 down. Say that, I say to him, that's a 10. I set it on the register. I make him change, hand it back to him. The second kid hands the merchandise. He gives me a 10. I set it on the register start to make change from the first kid says wait i gave you a 20. Yeah. you see what he did yeah. first kid's backing up on the second kid's change hoping to confuse me now in this whole yeah. deal i said well you remember i called it <laughs> i called the 10 and that's what you always have to do is call the amount yeah yeah right and then that's, and that's what they do at dick's too that's, you have to. Yeah, that's that's the kill line. That's their right that's their moment to com to uh, complain. They complain afterwards. It's too late. Right. Yeah. I, I said it, and you know I I have been a bartender also, and that came in very handy bartending, of course, because people have had an adult beverage or two. Sometimes it's not a dishonest mistake. It's an honest mistake. They've forgotten how much they've given you. Or or, forgotten or is it? <laughs> yes. Or is it? Yes. <laughs> I'm an honest cheat. <laughs> never do that. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any more uh, short change tricks for us? Or? Um, I got a little, a little change trick here for Oh, there's me. nothing I love more than seeing money appear out of nowhere. It's, it's just a little, a little change trick. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, we're not going to make money appear out of nowhere because it's got to come from somewhere. But I do have money from all over the world. <laughs> yes. I have okay. a coin from China. Okay. Can we see this? I have one from Mexico. Here, yeah, here. Okay, yeah, move it uh, that direction. Do we see that? See those? Move it uh, this way. There we go. Yeah, okay, there we go. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we have a Chinese coin. Okay. It says made in China. Got it eat at the Golden Dragon restaurant on the other side. You could look at these if you want to. You want to look at oh, them? Yeah, sure. Because you'll want to later. Yeah. Uh, let's this see. was another brass coin. It's a centavo. comes from Mexico. You can look okay. at that. All right. And last but not least, we have a um, good old USA. Uh, half dollar? Kennedy half dollar. You know whose yeah. picture's on that? Kennedy, yeah. Bill Clinton right oh. there. <laughs> That's what all the kids tell me. They have no idea who that is. Huh? Well, 
It's very much like Bill Clinton, only uh, he's Catholic. That's right. It's got Monica Lewinsky's picture on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spread eagle. Okay. Now, um, we're going to test your powers of observation here before I show you any magic at all. Okay. okay. Can you see those three coins? I can see them, yeah. Chinese, brass, Mexican coin brass, American coin, silver. Two brass coins, one silver coin. Easy to tell them apart, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Foreign coins are brass. Uh -huh. The American money is silver. Watch very carefully. Yeah. I'm going to take the American money. I'm going to put it inside my pocket. Okay. Take a wild guess. What would you say is in my hand? Uh, uh, the, the, obviously, the, uh, there's two coins, the, the, uh, the, the Chinese and the Mexican coin. Absolutely correct. Okay, I'm going to get tricky on you this time. It's not going to be what you think, all right? You are a very observant person, though, so I'm going to have to get really uh, medieval here on you. All right, here we go. I'm going to, this time I'm going to take the two brass coins. Those are the two foreign coins right there. Those go inside my pocket over here. What's in my hand? Uh, well, obviously, the, the Kennedy half quarter. Well, now we got a magic trick. You see, they change places. Oh, now. I didn't warn you that was going to happen, but I'm going to do it again, so watch very carefully. Okay. There's the two brass coins uh -huh. right there. Yeah. They go inside my pocket. I'll show you one more time Okay. what I've got right here. Can you see what it, what's yeah, in my hand? The Kennedy, the Kennedy one is right over here, Greg. The two foreign coins are right there. Now, you know what's going on? I'm using my pockets, and that is absolutely cheating. I'm going to do it again, but I'm not going to use my pockets, but I am going to cheat. And I'm going to lie also, so listen to this, Greg. I'm going to take the two coins just like this. There's the American money right over here. Watch what happens. These coins are going to change places now right before your eyes. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that, no, does it? That's, that's, I, I mean, I know how that works, Greg, and I'm, yeah. I'm amazed. I really oh. am. I'm going to give you one more chance. Uh, a black hole couldn't even be used. Like you had a chance before. Watch very carefully. The silver coin goes in my pocket. It goes up my sleeve. It goes down the other sleeve. Bingo, bango, shazam. That's what they say in the magic business, Greg. How about that? Uh -huh. Audience? What do you think? I got enough okay. money to last me the rest of my life unless I want to okay. buy something. Okay, you people in the chat room, you know how he did this. Please call so you can explain it to me because I'm, I'm totally flummoxed. I'm, I have no, no idea. No wagering on these magic tricks. Okay. No, I, I guess I know not. How he did that? Yes. Okay, so uh, do it. Well, do I hope I, we've produced a little wonder for yes, your guest here today. Did. Do we have any questions from the chat room, Darren? No, no questions. Okay, you stunned the audience. Well, this That's, is the science fiction audience that I'm yeah. after because you yeah. know the more intelligent you are, the more you enjoy magic. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you something else about really intelligent people. They get what's happening here. They don't try to figure out what the magic is because yeah. that kind of ruins it once you know what the trick was. Well, believe me, I have But no they want idea. that experience. <laughs> they want that experience where your mind opens up into that yeah. area that we're all trying to get to with science fiction, with yeah. using our imaginations, and that's what magic is all about. That's, that's probably true. Now, the only way I could possibly think to understand what you did with those coins is you must have somehow two sets of the three coins that's what i'm thinking you got uh, a duplicate copy of each one that you kind of pull out of your sleeve or i don't know how you're doing it i didn't see any motion for you to pull it out of your sleeve so this is 
really a good trick because uh, I can't. But you know, I'm not. I'm not a magician, so. Well, that's the cool yeah. thing about magic, you know. And uh, before we go, I want to tell your your guest, if I can, that we're going to be at Egan's. Egan's, May oh, yes. 18th okay. and June 1st. Now, it's, Egan's is a really great little jazz club right on 17th and Market, okay, 17th right in Ballard. So people write this down right now. Egan's, what is the day again? It's called um, Egan's Ballard Jam House. Yeah. And it's going to be on the 18th. That's a, a next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, next Tuesday. Okay. And I've got Eight Lance days. Campbell. Lance Campbell, the mentalist, is going to be there, the mind reader. Okay. Oh, yes. good. Oh, good. And I'd like to have him on the show. He, he would be him. excellent, and I'm sure yeah. he would love to be a guest of yours. Well, he probably already knows I want him he, on the he show. He knows that right now. He knows what we're talking about. <laughs> and I've got Rich Waters, who's a wonderful yeah. uh, comedy magician, and I'll be the host, MC, and also doing magic. Okay. And this is a showcase of magic, and every month we're doing one of these at Egan's. It's an okay. opportunity for you to come and see really great close-up magic oh, right I'm up close. I am going to be there because I've got to figure out what the hell. How did you do that with the coins? You and know? And uh, you yeah. will see even more amazing things than yeah. that. We do an hour and a half show. Uh -huh. And, uh, of course, it's a restaurant and bar, so you can come in and, and enjoy yourself. The admission is only $10. Yes. Uh, everybody it's, is welcome unless you are not 13 years old yet. Yeah. Got to be 13 to see the show. It's okay. not a children's show. It's well, I think adults. anybody below and, the age um, of 13 would have their mind blown too much. But I, well, there's a special kind of magic for that age, and yeah. I do perform for children, but this is not that kind of magic. This is oh, more sophisticated. Adult-oriented The type of okay. things that you've seen right here, yeah. the really good sleight-of-hand magic yeah. that is meant for intellectuals like yourself. <laughs> and uh, we've been yeah. having a great time with it, and people have said to me that they've never seen anything like it. The name yeah. of the show is That's Impossible. Okay. And Here, that's going to be a monthly yeah. thing. I'm going to do it like Bill Murray does it. That's impossible! Why? That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> I can't believe it. And that's what people are saying when they see the show. Yeah, uh, well, all the magic. You've got me blown. Right? Uh, my, my mind is blown right now. June 1st, I have um, Louis Fox coming on who does wonderful hand shadows. Okay. Uh, it's a wonderful act very few people have seen also does a whip-cracking act, and I defy you to find anybody with those two talents. Okay, that's, that's and, unusual. And uh, yeah. I have Brian Cook also on the show, and he is the winner of the um, magic contest at the National Convention. And oh. so that will be my yeah. June 1st show, and we'll be doing a 7 and a 9 o'clock that evening. As we get into the summer months, we'll be up late. Okay, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. You need to come back on the show to tell people about this again. I'd like to have the mentalist and maybe some other people, too. like to come back. Yeah. Well, you are more than welcome. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed by this. It went okay. fast, didn't it? Yeah, time it did. We've, we're almost out of time, people. And, by the way, I still have to plug my two uh, guests. Multi, okay, the Multiversal New web website is going to be coming up soon on Harris Host. Harris Host is going to be my... Uh, web provider for my website, the Multiversal News. I've already bought the domain name. Harris Host will save you money, $3.95 a month. Folks, you can't beat it. Also, uh, Twice Old Tales is a great place to buy books. You need to go there to get your, your, uh, your used books. I've been there many times, a very great place. Okay, uh, that should be it. Thank you very much, Tony Camino. Great, thank you. It's been, oh, it's been lovely having you on the show. Uh, you've really amazed me with what you can do. I'd like to come back, and maybe next time we'll talk a little bit about psychic magic. That would be great. We could mostly do it. Yes, I heard that you are a psychic, yes. too. Yes. 
I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks it's, for having me. It's been a great show. Well, that's it for the Multiversal News right now. I, folks, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, next time, be sure, if you got some questions for Tony, don't be shy. I mean, uh, just because your mind was blown doesn't mean that uh, you uh, can't type, okay? All right, well, that, that should be it right now. Uh, see you folks next week. I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or faced any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today.
You are the best. You're so strong. You're so strong. So much support. Our systems will rock your world. Improved curb appeal at an appealing price. Whether you want traditional, carriage house, custom wood, or even glass garage doors, we have an option that's right for you. Make the right decision. Call Precision. Problem solved.